Hello, hello, hello. We have breaking news regarding the IDOL program. We also have news regarding the recent uh, discussion with the SBA administrator, with the House Small Business Committee that I'll be talking about today. More information on PPP forgiveness. Where do we go from here uh, as we're uh, moving away from COVID? We're still in it, but we're, we're trying to get out of it. Where do we go from here uh, as entrepreneurs and small business owners? We're going to be talking about grants. Uh, and more things that are related to small business and how you can secure a financial lifeline for yourself and your business. So welcome on in. Excited to have all of you all here. Uh, do be sure to drop a comment, drop your questions, because I will try to uh, make a room during this broadcast to answer questions, but we have a lot to get through today. Uh, if you are new to our uh, channel, new to us on social media, uh, do like us, do follow us, give this a thumbs up, subscribe. If you are ready to build wealth and build legacy with your business, that's why we are here leveraging this platform to help you get what you need to be successful in a business. Okay. So with that said, before I get into the uh, stimulus updates, I just want to provide a reminder to all the women in business here in the U.S. and U.S. territories that we currently have our She Boss Up grant applications open. Uh, they've been pouring in all week. Uh, we opened it uh, on Monday, November the 15th, uh, and it will close on Friday, November 19th at 9.59 p.m. Uh, Eastern or when we reach 500 applications. Whichever one comes first, uh, that's when it will close. So be sure uh, to get your applications in. It's a really simple application. Uh, there is a video that uh, I put out on launch day with myself and other grant committee members explaining the process, uh, letting you know what to expect uh, th uh, through this uh, grant application and up through the awards and the announcements uh, of the awardees. So there are plenty of grant programs out there available, and this is one of ours. We're super excited about it. This is our second year. Uh, there'll be more grants like this. So even if you don't qualify for the grant this time, we, we, we have so many grant competitions, pitch competitions, uh, giveaways throughout the year. So you definitely want to make sure you're connected and get on our subscriber, our email subscriber list uh, as well. Okay, so I am going to be showing some videos today because the important thing, an amazing thing that happened is the House Committee on Small Business uh, met with the current SBA Administrator, Isabella uh, Gunsman, uh, to talk about uh, the vision for the SBA and as we rise out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we are now seeing some of, the, we've seen some of the programs that have closed, PPP has already closed, IDO is getting ready to close. That's uh, some of the big news that I'm gonna be talking about today, but they discuss some important things uh, that are uh, that you need to know about. So I'm going to be uh, broadcasting that uh, today. It is a two hour long discussion. Of course, it will not be two, two hours long. I'm just gonna uh, uh, sh share with you uh, tidbits, but these uh, tidbits are very important. Uh, later on, I re highly recommend that you go to the YouTube channel uh, for the House uh, Committee on Small Business and watch it in its entirety. So I already explained to you that there are advocates out there, including members of Congress, uh, that are pushing uh, to get more relief, to course correct some of the issues and challenges that have been happening with some of these programs. Uh, 
of the fraud that has been happening that uh, that takes dollars away from legitimate businesses that need the funding. So I'm going to be sharing that with you uh, today. So I'm going to open that, open it up. I'm getting ready to share my screen. So give me just a second. So it'll be maybe about three minutes, but this is an important three minutes that I uh, really uh, think you need to see, you need to watch, you need to be able to hear. So this is the first one. Let me just make sure it's showing on my screen. You all that are in the comments, if you can just let me know that you can hear me and see me clearly, I'm getting ready to share uh, the first snippet with you. And then join us today. As we continue to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, it's critical that SBA provide the resources and information necessary to support the growth of innovative job-creating small businesses. I believe the Community Navigators Program and its grantees will play a critical role in that. And I really commend uh, this committee and Administrator Kusan uh, for your leadership in the creation and implementation of that program. Uh, my district office has helped to recover over 15 million for constituent small businesses through diligent work with SBA's Georgia district office. So thank you so much for that. Um, we do have a concern that has come up. We've begun to hear in recent weeks uh, from small businesses uh, about the IDLE program. Uh, the deadline is approaching on December 31st. And so just a couple questions with respect to that. Um, first of all, does SBA have a plan to process the IDLE applications, which are pending in queue between now and December 31st? And will you continue to process the applications after December 31st? Additionally, um, we are seeing some problems where small businesses can't apply because of holdups uh, and delays in the IRS processing of their 2019 returns. So they're kind of caught in this bind. Um, so the, the other part of this is SBA working with the IRS to expedite the processing of these returns, or is there something that Congress can do uh, to ensure some small businesses don't miss out on this needed relief? Thank you so much for the question. Uh, when I arrived, I looked at all of our programs from top to bottom just to see what improvements could be made, especially focusing on customer service, uh, technology for process improvements. Uh, COVID Idle uh, is a program that has uh, had challenges but has delivered nearly $300 billion uh, to businesses across the country. It's affordable uh, patient capital for our businesses. Uh, I've moved the COVID Idle program uh, to our Office of Capital Access to ensure that we could leverage uh, industry best practices and uh, improve the processing time. In fact, we went from 2,000 uh, you know, processed applications a day to 37,000 over the summer. Uh, as a result, we were able to clear 600,000 in backlogs on the COVID idle program. Uh, and further, we're able by the fall to clear a total of a million across the entire COVID idle package, including the grants and the loans. Uh, this program, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, was uh, was challenged with issues in terms of uh, not only processing, but in terms of fraud, as was mentioned earlier. Uh, and we were able to uh, reinstate a lot of the policies that have. Uh, you know, that have uh, have been in the IDLE program, the traditional disaster loan program for years, uh, where we've successfully put out $67 billion uh, of disaster loans over the years effectively without fraud. So we're very pleased to be able to institute these longstanding fraud uh, 
you know, reinstate rather these longstanding fraud controls onto our program and start to improve customer service as well, which speaks to your point uh, in terms of being able to process uh, the full demand by the end of the year. Uh, we feel good that we have the billions available and that we'll be able to distribute those effectively through the communities. And we look forward to working with you and all your constituents in processing. We currently do not have a backlog. Uh, the challenges that are in the system um, uh, for individual borrowers that you might be hearing from um, oftentimes are due to uh, appeals, uh, multiple appeals. They're oftentimes due to fraud flags. Uh, again, we instituted new fraud controls. Uh, and so these people may have gone through the system previously without any fraud checks. And so we're now going through that. Um, so we do feel good about processing the applications. They will be allowed to apply through December 31st. Uh, and then uh, we will process them after that. So that is the deadline. Same for the targeted advance, that $10,000 grant. Businesses can apply all the way through December 31st. Uh, the supplemental targeted advance is the only one uh, that will have to be uh, you know, processed and uh, distributed before December 31st. So that means your constituents who are eligible for that additional $5,000 grant will need to apply by approximately December 10th. Um, in terms of the IRS processing, we've, uh, as I've said, cleared the backlog um, on this important program and so effectively been able to administer it. Uh, we do feel that, um, you know, unfortunately for those who did not file 2019 taxes, uh, the processing time uh, for a paper application without errors is about 30 days. Uh, we're seeing that uh, that could be much longer, you know, up to 20 weeks if they have an amendment. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, you know, for, for that uh, processing times, uh, they're going to need to coordinate closely with the IRS and make sure that all their documents are in order. Uh, but if they have their 2019 taxes, we're able to process them efficient, efficiently thanks to the improvements and the gains that we've made on the program. Yeah, if we, if we could continue to, to work with you on that, because we are getting a ton of complaints into our office right now where people, I absolutely support the anti-fraud measures, of course, but also want to make sure this is, we're actually able to get things done for the small businesses. But thank you so much for answering. I yield back. Okay, so that was Isabella uh, Gunsman, her uh discussing uh, with the House Committee uh, with regards to the IDLE program. Uh, super important that you understand that the IDLE program is coming to a close, right? So it will close December 31st, 2021. Uh, so there is still billions and billions and billions of dollars left in the, tar in the IDLE Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, as well as the targeted, uh, the targeted IDLE Advanced uh, Cash Grants and the Supplemental uh, targeted cash grants as well. But you heard her say, so if you get your applications in, they will continue to process them. So it's very important if you have not applied for the program, whether you haven't applied for the idle loan or you haven't applied for uh, the idle uh, grant, that you get your applications in because it is going to close. Now, she also stated that for the supplemental grants, we know that there is only $5 billion available for the supplemental targeted grant of $5,000, okay? So there's only uh, so much available, but there's still billions uh, of dollars left because I'll go through the numbers uh, in a minute. So it's about $4 billion that still remains in the program. But this part of the program, you must get your, you must be awarded, get your funding by December 31st in order to get it at all. So that means really your deadline 
to get the supplemental grant is December the 10th. So she stated that December the 10th, you do not have to the 31st because it whether there's funds in the program or not, it will be cut off. It will You will not be able to get it after December 31st. That's just for the supplemental grant. Now we know that the targeted grant up to 10,000 or the balance thereof, if you receive part of the grant in 2020, you can still get that, okay? Uh, beyond, so even if you, you must apply by December 31st, but they will continue to process it, right? So they will continue to process. If you're denied, you can continue to go through the appeal process um, as well uh, for your grants. Just a reminder for the grant program, you must apply for the loan first. So you must be eligible for the idle loan program to get to the grant. Now the SBA will invite you once you apply for the loan, to apply for the grant. How would they do this? By email. So just the other day, I received a message from a, one of our viewers that says she just found a reminder email regarding her up to $15,000 grant, okay? She would have not known had she not followed us, okay? So don't leave the fit up to $15,000 on the table. Now, even if you if you get the 10,000 and don't get the five, that's still great. That's still great. And you have uh, access to the loan as well, which is an awesome program, okay? Where you, it's a long-term 30-year maturity date on the loan. Two years you have uh, where you don't have to start paying any money back, but interest does accrue uh, on the program. Now I will be sharing some upcoming uh, additional snippets uh, from the hearing regarding what the a small business uh, committee is expecting moving forward, understanding that small businesses are still suffering. Uh, they're still suffering. They're still uh, having challenges, still understaffed, still haven't gotten back up to uh, revenue and profit levels uh, where they were prior to COVID-19, still um, dealing with supplier challenges, inflation. And so what they want to know and what we all want to know is what more relief is coming after this closes okay so the expectation is that just because ppp closes and the idle program closes uh that that will not be the end of relief for small business so we will continue to keep you updated on new programs uh, that roll out uh, from the SBA or other uh, other organizations that may be rolling out these different programs, uh, but understand that the SBA, uh, they only administer the programs that have been passed by the House and the Senate and signed into law by the president, okay? So when you hear, if you go back and listen to some of the, the comments from the committee members, uh, you know, some of the statements give you the impression that it's the SBA's responsibility to roll out these programs, that they're the decision makers in regards to that and how much funds go out to are um, administrated and how, and replenished and all of that. That is not the role of the SBA. That is Congress. Okay. So these committee members are Congress members, right? So there's things that they can do and should do to make sure that more relief is made available to small businesses. So even with the idle program, we understand that uh, you will have two years to apply for an increase, okay? So again, just because it closes, if you are already in the process, that is good news, okay? 
what we need to do is all the millions that still have not applied to for the loan or have not applied for the grant we need to encourage them share the information share this video tag them in it to let them know to check the eligibility and if they're eligible to apply now she did not mention anything related to um, expanding outside of low-income communities that is still a concern uh, that is still uh, understood frustration with many business owners who are especially those that applied in 2020 uh, with their even though uh, some of the money was taken uh, and applied to the infrastructure bill uh, that passed and was signed into law um, you know there are still businesses locked out because they're outside their business is not within a low-income community so we have been monitoring that uh, because the there is nowhere near the amount of applicants or approved applicants for the idle for the targeted idle grant as the money that is available so we need to close that gap right so we need to we need to advocate continue to petition and stay on them until they expand it because we don't want the money to go to waste or it to be reallocated continue to be reallocated uh when there are still many business owners uh that should be able to get access to the to the idle grant uh, monies uh so if you have uh, questions regarding idle please let me know in the comments uh and let me know where you are in the idle process as well as a reminder the cap for the loan is two million okay but you can only qualify for the max allowable for your particular business based on the calculations that are set forth by the sba these can be found in the sba's faqs on their website at sba.gov forward slash idle e-i-d-l so if you want to know any information on idle you can go to our youtube playlist we have an idle playlist or you could go to the SBA's website uh, there on their idle page and you can find all the information there for the grant as it stands right now for the 10,000 you need to be in the low income community have 300 employees or less and be able to demonstrate that you had at least a 30% decrease in gross revenue uh, in a quarter of 2020 compared to the same quarter in 2019. That meant you had to be making some type of a revenue in 2019 and show that in that quarter, it there was a loss. You, so you made it less in 2020. You do not have to be able to show the entire year, but you do have to be able to provide uh, the every uh, sale that you made for every month from 2019 to 2021 up to the day, up to the month that you're applying for the program. Okay, so we're in November. So when you go in, you should see the table and it should have up to November, 2021, uh, where you are indicating what your uh, business sales are. Okay, for each month from 2019 to, 20, to November, 2021. Okay, for the supplemental grant, you have to still be in a low income community, have 10 employees or less, and be able to show a more significant decrease of 50% at least to be able to qualify for the supplemental grant. So not everybody gets the supplemental grant. Maybe about maybe about 75%, I think, is tracking uh, where they qualify for both the targeted and the supplemental grants, okay? But these programs are uh, uh, great programs. We know she just acknowledged that they're especially uh, under the uh, previous administration were many, many, many challenges, uh, and there continue to be. So even with the uh, improvements, uh, the uh, billions that have been funded, 
uh, there are still challenges that we need to overcome that are impacting uh, the small business community. Uh, so we have to continue to let them know that when I say let them, let your uh, district and regional SBA office know if you are struggling uh, with getting uh, answers to questions from the from your, or regarding your application or moving it forward, let them know. Reach out to your Congress representative. Sign. They will have you sign a release. Have them get involved so you can help move your applications along. Now remember back what she said. Uh, for they the cleared the backlogs already, but there are many businesses in appeal process. And your application may have been flagged for fraud or some type of discrepancy. Um, but it, whatever it is, you should know where you are in the application process. You should know your, your representative or your loan specialist you're talking to should know and be able to guide you through the application, let you know if you are held up, especially if it's, if it's been months, what is the holdup with your application? But she told you, if you are in a situation where you are just now filing your 2019, you're going to be waiting. Oh, and you may miss the day. You know, it, it, you may, you will be waiting a, a, maybe a long time. And if you amend it. So I've been contacted with some individuals that said, well, I just amended my taxes. Okay. So doing that is it, going to cause more delays by doing that. And it can also throw up a fraud flag right because if it's significantly different because it could appear as though you are now changing your financial information so that you get the loan or the grant they will be looking at that okay people do it they do they try it okay but this this is not you don't want to play these types of games with the federal government any of their agencies so if you're thinking about doing it, I would highly advise you not to do that. Only, only amend your taxes if you are sure that it was, you know, it, it, you need to do it. It was some type of discrepancy on your part or accountant's part or something like that. But you have to be able to explain it, substantiate uh, the changes, and don't expect that they will be processing it overnight because they won't, Okay. If you're one that applied for an increase and uh, for some reason you didn't get the entire amount that you wanted, make sure you're double checking your own calculations. The calculations is there in the, in the FAQs. You can calculate yourself and see what your maximum amount allowable loan is under the program. And if you have a loan or you already requested an increase, then you can tell if you've reached the max or not. And if you have not reached the maximum amount, you you can request another increase you know you can request multiple increases you don't have to take the full amount uh up front you can get use what you need and then go back i just explained to you that you have two years to request an increase so you're good if you have already submitted your application they will continue to process it okay so i'm going to get ready to uh, reel up the next uh, part of this video um i think it's really important as well because there's been a number of different programs uh not just the idle program um but we've had ppp we had the restaurant revitalization fund uh and we know that there were many challenges legal challenges lawsuits uh which meant that thousands of businesses that were awarded had their rewards rescinded 
uh, the program was not funded uh, to the ma to the max that was requested by even some of these committee members. So they already know that the they were not properly they did not properly fund the program, and so they're still uh, you know petitioning and advocating for more relief to be provided to all of those who applied for the restaurant revitalization fund that didn't get it to be able to get it, uh, to get financial relief for their business. So I'm getting ready to reel that up so we can hear what's happening here. Okay, and I'm getting ready to share my screen again. But again, this is important information for you to know what relief is out there, even those that are coming to the close or those that uh, had challenges, what is happening to make sure that business owners get the relief that they uh, deserve, that they need, uh, you know. And so we know that more is needed. Oh, how tough these days have been for small businesses all around the country uh, and for you and your team at the SBA. Uh, you played an integral role uh, in America's recovery from the pandemic, and most of us uh, are grateful, especially small business owners. Um, I want to begin with the RRF, the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. Uh, when it was first opened to applicants, as we all know, Congress reserved the first 21 days of the application period for priority groups, uh, including women and veterans and socially and economically disadvantaged entrepreneurs, uh, the people that needed the support the most. My colleague from Minnesota argues that we got to get rid of equity. I just happen to believe that we should support those who've been denied access and opportunity. I think America is at its best when we support those who have big dreams, especially entrepreneurs, especially veterans. And when I talk about equity, not just economic and racial, but geographic, rural America, we should be supporting uh, entrepreneurs in that part, in those parts of the country as well. Uh, and while the SB, of course, uh, succeeded in distributing billions of dollars to disadvantaged groups, uh, we all know that the lawsuits uh, uh, ruled that those were unlawful and 3,000 priority applicants uh, were left in the cold due to the depletion of the funds. Uh, I know that you were frustrated by this um, because, of course, the guiding purpose of the SBA, in my estimation, uh, is to promote entrepreneurship and help underserved small businesses, the very ones that were denied funds. So my first question is a simple one. Should we consider additional financial relief to the most hard-hit industries and small businesses and categories that have been denied funding? With the similar programs like the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, the Shutter Venues Operator Grant that we've been to able to effectively distribute uh, over $12 billion in relief, uh, you know, these hard hit industries do need additional assistance. As I'm meeting with businesses around the country, they still need relief, which is why we're thankful that we have the COVID Economic Injury Disaster Loan to offer them. Uh, but this is a loan, not a grant. Uh, and so we continue to try to support them, though, with resources and these loan offerings. And if Congress were to uh, you know, fund hard-hit industry grants, SBA would focus on effectively distributing them as equitably as possible. Okay. And Administrator, do you know how much additional funding would be necessary to fully replenish the RRF and ensure that those that were um, uh, denied funding that otherwise qualified uh, can still receive it? Uh, within the RRF, we still had a pending uh, for over $44 billion, $44.1 billion of requests within the system. So theoretically, small businesses that qualified but simply were denied because we didn't allocate enough. Is that fair? We, we did not finish processing all of okay. those applications. And so those are the pending uh, what we deem uh, what we you know, can guess at eligible businesses that were not immediately removed. 
Okay. Uh, with my remaining couple minutes, Administrator, you know, I want to acknowledge uh, in a very bipartisan fashion that one of our fundamental responsibilities on this committee is oversight, especially considering the size of the support programs that Congress has initiated uh, during the pandemic and the ones that you're administering. Uh, every fraudulent dollar that goes out is one less that we can allocate to businesses that qualify. We all agree with that. So what can our committee do to support oversight uh, of the SBA programs, especially the recent pandemic programs, uh, whether that be congressional directives or additional resources? Uh, SBA has been able to utilize administrative funding to continue to uh, try to build in strong processes and technologies, uh, as well as uh, controls to make sure that these funds get into the hands of the businesses it was intended to serve. Uh, you know, we, can, can, we will continue to work with the IG closely and the GAO to make sure that we're implementing the remainder of the recommendations um, that, uh, that uh, are in place across our COVIDAL PPP and all of our uh, relief programs as well as our core programs. And so uh, that continued support and collaboration uh, is what we you know, deem necessary to continue to support uh, anti-fraud measures. And, and you know, we all know that, of course, you are working hard and others to uh, identify fraud and uh, those who uh, inappropriately received funding. Uh, what, what is the current process and what's the timeline for applying back those fraudulent uh, loans and, and disbursements? Uh, my apologies. Is that on a specific um, program, Congressman? Or just uh, more, more of a broad question because there are a number, I know there's yes. fraud in, in variety of programs, but just in, in broad strokes, especially through the more recent programs. Uh, thank you, Congressman. Yes, we are working closely with the IG and the Department of Justice to make sure that uh, if there's identified fraud, that they're able to fully prosecute and uh, recover those funds. Uh, the IG has already worked to recollect millions of dollars across the PPP program and the COVID idle program, and we continue to support their work uh, as they do so across all of our programs. Thank you. And I see my time has expired. I yield back. Thank you so much. Okay, so you just heard the uh, discussion uh, with Isabella uh, Gunsman regarding with, with regards to uh, the restaurant revitalization uh, fund grants. We know that forty-four billion dollars worth of ap applicants' funding uh, did not get funded. Uh, so it is upon Congress to pass a bill to be able to provide that. Uh, missing $44 billion that will help those applicants that did not get funding. So that is still at the forefront of many people's minds, uh, restaurant industry advocates, small business owners, restaurant owners, uh, to get that, uh, that program funded and extended so all those applicants who applied, who qualify, can get that relief. So for those of you that applied, if you applied, let me know if you got funding from the program or if you're one of those uh, that had your, uh, your uh, award rescinded, uh, let me know. But I'm here to tell you it is not over. It is not over. So we're going to continue to push uh, to make sure that that happens uh, for restaurant owners because we know they are one of the hardest hit uh, industries uh, and still lacking relief. But I want you all to know too, there are other programs uh, out here available for you all, your restaurant owners to take advantage of DoorDash right now on our, tra on our grant tracker. Our grant tracker is a free listing on our website in the show notes, right? And in the comments that you can go to to start your search for grants. 
DoorDash has two or three. They have a main, a big one that is a relief grant specifically for restaurant owners. So restaurant owners go apply if you haven't applied already. Also, there are grants in your states. Uh, there is a big push advocates for uh, states to administer or to roll out grants specifically for restaurants. And most states do have them. If they don't have them, they're, every day there are new grants that are coming on board. Please make sure you are checking your state uh, for those grant opportunities, okay? So all is not lost, but make sure that you are looking, you're applying for those uh, that those grant opportunities that are out there. Even those grants that don't say it's specifically for a restaurant, if you're a small business, you meet the eligibility, go ahead and apply for those uh, additional grants as well. So this, this is the last a video snippet of again we're what we're uh, discussing is the house com uh, committee on small business uh, met with the uh, sba administrator to discuss her vision forward to address uh and discuss uh issues challenges uh that are currently existing or have existed with the program and what relief is coming forward uh after this program has ended okay and so I am going to gear that uh, part of this uh, hearing up. So give me just a second. All right, let me share my screen. Now, this one is very important because not only are they talking about COVID here, they're also talking about the impacts on, uh, with, on small business with all of these additional disasters, not just the pandemic, but we've had hurricanes and floods and other disasters on top of COVID. While small businesses are trying to recover, they've been hit with another disaster. So what can we do? Right, 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 what can be done? And you will hear them talking about the popularity and the benefits of the PPP forgivable loan program and how they can do a similar program with the idle to make it forgiven or have additional programs uh, that are like that. So give me just a second and I'm going to uh, start it. My question is going to be forward, forward looking at a, at a future program, I'm hoping. And I very much thank you for being uh, with me in, in our community. The last time we saw one another, we were walking in the streets of Philadelphia and we were talking to small business owners back there. Sadly, since then, since your visit, my district was hit hard, not just by the pandemic and supply chain constraints, which I know a lot of folks have been hitting on today but also by Hurricane Ida, and we are under a federal state of emergency. So today I wanna to talk about relief for our small businesses and owners who have been impacted by natural disasters that are not pandemic. Following this de devastating storm, I heard from many of our small businesses in our community who are continuing to recover through no fault of their own from the pandemic and now from this natural disaster. One of these businesses was Animated Brewing, a brewery in Coatesville. And during the visit to their business, the co-owners expressed their hesitancy around applying for an SBA loan. While they very much appreciated a low or no interest option, 
They simply didn't have the capacity at that time to pay it back. Their losses from the storm were too great and their losses from pandemic as well. And another business similarly informed my office that they would rather be closing their doors in the coming months rather than incurring yet another bill to pay. These businesses represent nationwide concerns with the lack of direct aid that is available to small businesses that follow a natural disaster. Natural disasters, as we mentioned, are not dissimilar to the shock such as a pandemic. And according to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, almost 40 to 60 percent of small businesses are never able to reopen their doors after such a disaster. Which leads me to a question that I've heard over and over again since Hurricane Ida has hit my region. Why can't there be a loan forgiveness or grant program available similar to PPP to help small businesses recover from natural disasters, just as Congress has provided to respond to the public health crisis of COVID? Given the anticipated increase in frequency of climate change related natural disasters such as Hurricane Ida, I'm interested in this concept and interested in your, in your response. Do you think that the status quo is sufficiently meeting demand for natural disaster experiences by small businesses? Should the SBA play a bigger role in supporting small businesses that are recovering from a natural disaster beyond low interest rate loans? Uh, thank you. Yes, we do uh, agree that uh, recovering is a, a long tail for communities and for businesses. Uh, and I'd like to see the SBA engaging more in that recovery and providing support, uh, whether it's connecting to affordable capital, if that's the right fit, um, or providing some other technical assistance uh, to help those communities. Or, or potentially okay. similar to PPP uh, uh, loan programs that become uh, grants with, with certain conditions met. So Congress set up a PPP program. Uh, in recognition of the importance to small businesses, to the overall economy of communities nationwide, and to the unique and historic nature of the pandemic. Uh, perhaps maybe there could be a federal emergency protection program similarly that parallels something like this. Do you see the parallels that exist between incidents of climate-related disasters or natural disasters and pandemic? Uh, businesses are dramatically affected during disasters. I mean, the FEMA data shows that uh, they don't if they don't reopen in five days. You know, eighty percent chances they'll be closed within a year. So the the effects are devastating, which is you know why it's so important to invest in uh, climate solutions and uh, you know why we would want to continue to support our small businesses with whatever whatever tools Congress provides to us. Thank you. And what are the biggest lessons do you think that we learned from PPP that could be considered when crafting a similar program for natural disasters? Well, one thing that we found is, you know, 11 million loans and that's uh, and, and seeing a lot of sole proprietors, especially come into the program uh, in 2021 and small employers, 20 and under uh, that were not served previously. Uh, you know, we think that uh, those are key lessons learned to, to demonstrate that there is a demand out there for capital uh, and that businesses can leverage capital to, to grow effectively, which is why uh, direct lending is such an important uh, product because we're seeing that there's a decline in small dollar uh, loans out there available to to our smallest entities and we'd like to try to solve for some of those huge market gaps. Yeah, and Administrator Guzman, one of the things that I was struck by is with the crisis of pandemic and with the PPP having been, been stood, stood up so rapidly, but also expanded, as you mentioned, to a vast array of businesses that were, have historically been considered in these sorts of opportunities and programs. We've created the neural pathways and the memory mechanisms. We've created, you know, the, the business um, banking relationships they now have with, with um, small businesses now have with each other. We've also created the relationships that the SBA now has with the banking uh, industry. We really ought to be able to take advantage of this 
this and pivot this to what will be in inevitably in the future, increasingly more and more natural disasters and more people needing help with this. Uh, thank you so much once again for visiting our community and I yield back. Okay, so you just heard the discussion regarding more programs like PPP, which was such a great program because it was a forgivable loan. You have the opportunity to apply for forgiveness and have your entire loan forgiven, wiped out, zero balance, nothing to pay back. So advocates are still uh, pushing to have the idle loan program made forgivable. Uh, so I get that question all the time. The idle program is not forgivable, but right now what they have, they've done things or have expanded uh, the program to have it where uh, you don't have to start paying back for two years. Uh, that allows them time to try to figure out if they can then make this program forgivable. So we will continue to monitor that. So not just this program, but other programs, right? Loans are great, okay? So small businesses take out loans all the time. But when you are a business dealing with a disaster or disasters on top of disasters and then told to, okay, get a, uh, uh, a loan, that that again is making it where you're more burdened down by debt so you can hear her uh, petitioning seeing what can be done to be able to provide more programs like ppp or just straight out grants that do not have to pay be paid back right so there's a lot of businesses that she said that are making having to make a decision do i close or do i take on a disaster loan and be burdened down by debt right what a terrible choice to have to make uh, for a small business. And you heard uh, Ms. Gunsman say that if in a disaster, small business doesn't get the relief they need in five days, the likelihood of their survival in, for, past five, for past a year is not good. Right. And so we know we know what that looks like with the pandemic. It's not just a disaster. It's been declared a pandemic uh, that we're going in two years uh, still in this thing, trying to uh, get our move our way out of it and make sure that small businesses will survive. But we know that many, 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 many small businesses, too many did not make it. They did not survive. So there needs to be programs made available for those that even didn't survive, they want to build their, reopen their business or create another business that there's funding made available uh, for them as well. So there was discussions around that, uh, like at the top, at the federal level. So I'm hope, hoping, hopeful that they will uh, roll out some of these programs uh, similar to that. And so I want to make sure that you all keep up to date abreast of what's happening and what we can look forward to uh, on monday before we get into the holiday i will be coming on to talk about the small business navigator grant program part two uh, and what that means for you and your business additional grant uh funding that may be available to you through the Na the navigator program uh and it's uh all these navigators that are across the u.s so we'll be talking about the navigators where they are in your state, how to connect with them, what type of grants that may be available to you, and other types of resources and assistance to help you uh, move your business forward, okay? So that is gonna be a real important um, video that I'm gonna do, and again, that will be on Monday. So let me just uh, remind you that please, there are state grants available, they roll out every single day, 
this is what I would tell you to do. Start with our grant tracker because we have the top 10 uh, state or the, the top list of grants uh, for per state uh, COVID grants that are available. So every state has grants. I want you to start at your state government, then go to your county government. You're going to call them and your city government. I'm 99% of the states, counties and cities have a grant program or rolling the program out or have closed it and have multiple rounds, adding additional funding uh, to these programs, but they are out there. And many of you all don't know that these programs exist. So use the grant tractor. We update it weekly. Use that as your uh, first start, not stop to finding grant opportunities local to you. I mean, not just grants, but I mean, LA County and some other counties just rolled out rent relief. I've been asked about rent relief for small businesses. LA County is giving for up to $40,000 to small businesses to help them uh, with rent relief. These are programs you can find in your state, your county, and your city government. Every state, every county, every city has been given federal funding, pandemic funding to help support small businesses. Now, what I can tell you is based on the data that the Republican states uh, are really lagging behind in spending federal funding uh, and spending it on small business relief and other types of relief programs. But your state, every state has relief programs, even for rent relief, maybe mortgage relief, utility relief, for sure, up to 12 months of rent relief and utility relief that you can get, right? To help your families, okay? Those, those are benefits that are out there and it's been slow moving. What I do know is Biden is, President Biden is putting the pressure on uh, states to roll out these programs to start sitting on them uh, to give uh, the renters the relief that they need because those programs have been slow moving. Uh, not all of them are doing outreach or have the systems, uh, proper systems to roll them out uh, quickly and swiftly uh, for their residents. So it's, it's really on us to to call, call and call and email, whatever you have to do to, to advocate for yourself. That's what I did. You know, because they were slow uh, for me, giving me uh, utility relief, okay? So I kept calling. And I, not just calling the same person I escalated. I find, who can I escalate it to? Who is the top person that I can escalate this thing to to get the results that I need? If the, if the first line of defense is not working, then you have to move beyond, right? And you have to continue advocating for yourself to get access to the relief. Child care provider grants. There's $49 billion allocated for child care providers, home base and brick and mortar child care provider grants in every state. Check with your state for grants for child care providers. Someone just called, uh, contacted me uh, yesterday by, by email uh, asking for help. She has a daycare not don't even know about the child care provider grants that are out there please if you have a child and you take them to a child care provider ask them do you know about the child care provider grants that are available through the state you i you might want to check those out if you don't know where to start check it start at your governor's office because not only does it help them it will help you because the money the grant money there is also there to help offset the cost that you pay in child care Okay, 
So it is it is uh, good for you to encourage them to apply because you can be uh, able to reap uh, some of those rewards as well. So, I mean, there are so many. I want to make sure that I'm not forgetting anything. Federal Broadband Benefit Relief. Just Google that. Federal Broadband Benefit. This is a relief. You can get a discount off of your cell phone, your landline, or your cable $100 towards a laptop. Uh, these are all things that uh, are available to you. Again, federal funding has been provided uh, for this program, but I know they have a deadline. So check uh, for the deadline to see, and you can just ask your mobile provider uh, if this program is still available uh, and if you meet the eligibility requirements. Just call in uh, and they will tell you because they know about the program. Just want to remind you also PPP forgiveness. I just mentioned that. Uh, do get your applications in. So they did update the data uh, on PPP, a total of, I mean, over $610 billion have been forgiven uh, uh, in PPP loans. Uh, but I can tell you the smallest of smallest of small businesses are those micro businesses or those gig workers are the ones that still have not requested forgiveness of their loans. Okay. Uh, there's the highest percentage that have not requested forgiveness uh, or um, of their, of their loans. So that is those with 50,000 and under. So, but if you have a loan of 150 or under, if your lender has opted into the SBA direct lend, uh, direct forgiveness portal, you can go ahead and apply through their portal. It takes five minutes, five minutes. And it's such an easy process. I have not heard of anybody today uh, that has gone through the SBA forgiveness portal and said that they had a difficult time or any type of challenge, but your lender has to have opted in in order for you to apply through the portal. Otherwise you apply for your lender. So my understanding, I don't know if there's any lenders left that have not opened up the forgiveness, but you really, you have 10 months uh, after your cover period, which your cover period is between eight and 12 uh, weeks, you have 10 months after that to, uh, in, in, before they actually start uh, sending you the notice that a payment is due on your loan. So you want to get it forgiven uh, before it gets to that point. Okay, so now I'm going to go through and try to look at, I see a lot of your comments out here and questions uh, that are out here as well. Somebody had asked about gig workers or if I was looking at the comments, I have to focus on what I'm doing, uh, make sure I get the information out before I actually take a look at the comments and answer the questions. Just want to give a shout out really quickly uh, uh, to loyaldetermined.com uh, uh, on YouTube for your super chat. Thank you so much. She says she loves the work that we're doing. Uh, and she gave us a $15 super chat or super stickers. All of those go towards our She Boss Up grant fund. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, to all of you all doing your live stream. You can do a super stat chat or sticker with us. Uh, and we definitely appreciate it. Know that that's going to help another woman small business. If you are a gig worker, you work for DoorDash or Instacart or Uber or Lyft. If, if that is you, you can qualify for the IDLE program, both the loan and the grant. Many of you all don't know that. It's not just for incorporated businesses. This is one of the programs that is open and available for you, but you need to get your applications in. Again, you can get a loan up to $2 million 
or the grant up to a 15,000, but you need to apply before December the 31st in order to be able to get it. You do also need to make sure that you are able to, you have tax returns that clearly show your Uber, your Lyft, you, whatever gig work you do is business income. That's where some a lot of you all struggle is that you're still putting it, you're using personal accounts, you're not accounting for that income on your tax returns, and then you will miss out. You will not be able to get it. The, they, the, the SBA needs to be able to verify your tax return. That is one of their fraud measures that was not allowed when this first rolled out that they have to verify your tax returns and that there's business income in there that it matches what you what you said when you apply as you are you are giving a self-certification and once you do that you sign and you date is legal and you can be held accountable for any lies or misrepresentation of information that you give to the sba so make sure you're giving truthful and accurate information and you have your tax returns uh, that reflect business income on there, okay? What are the qualifications for your business needs to be able to get government funding? Okay, so I can't go into all of the, uh, the all of the qualifications. What I can, would recommend that you do is get our, uh, our MBE certification masterclass we really focus on how to get certified, what the government requires to get access to grants and also contracts, billions and billions of dollars in grants uh, and, con and contracts. Uh, some of those same requirements uh, you need to be able to qualify for other uh, grants that are out here, whether they're at your state level, county level, uh, or city level. You definitely wanna make sure you have your business records, your identification records, uh, because those are things that they're going to be validating. You need to make sure that you have your financial records, right? So when you're talking about invoices, bank statements, uh, profit and loss statements, all of these types of records, you may be asked to provide depending on the program. Uh, if you need help with grants, we have helped thousands of entrepreneurs and small businesses. I recommend that you just pick up our uh, winning grant application cheat sheet and checklist. It has all my tips and tricks, everything that I've done, uh, use tools uh, to win the many grants that I have won during the pandemic. I also taught a masterclass to entrepreneurs and small business just like you. Uh, I highly recommend that. There's a masterclass bundle where we walk through various scenarios I'm teaching. And there's a whole hour where I'm engaged with the small business owners, answering questions, going through scenarios on various types of grants, various types of relief program to help you go out here and get this money. There is, there is a grant for every single business, no matter if you're a startup, if you're in concept phase, you're in, you're in growth phase, it doesn't matter what your industry is. If you're a beauty shop, a consultant, or have a trucking business or a logistic business, it does not matter. There is a grant available for you. There are grants in the US. There are international grants because I get that question all the time. Yes, Canada, there are grants uh, in, in, your, in your country. Africa, if you're viewing, there are grants available. I just sent two people uh, a an article on millions of dollars that was just given out to African entrepreneurs, okay? So there are programs, you just need to know where to find them. Some of the same types of organizations we have in the US have a, have a 
uh, comparable organization or association uh, in other countries. And there's also programs in the US that support international grants, okay? Start with our check, our um, grant tracker, use that as a tool to start uh, your search, but continue your search uh, for more grants because they are definitely out there, okay? So I hope that answers your question on government funding. Targeted grant, you you had to have met the requirements for IDLE, which is your business had to be in operation by January 31st of 2020. And for the grant, in order for you to demonstrate that there was a loss between 2019 and 2020, you really had to be in business in 2019, right? So if you were, if you were in business in 2019 and you had just started right there at that deadline, January date, you don't have anything to reference from 2019. So you wouldn't qualify for the grant. So really for the grant, you had to be operational and making money. It's not just, oh, I have my EIN, I wasn't working my business. They want to see, they want to be looking at your numbers. So you need to have been making money to demonstrate that you have, you experienced a, a financial loss, okay? So we know that there's other types of business losses, but that's not what they're looking at. They're looking at your revenues. And most, every grant is looking at your revenues in comparison, especially if it's a, if it's a COVID grant and they're asking you to show some type of percentage of decrease, you're going to need to have financial records to show that you actually had a decrease. Okay. Yes, you're welcome. Yep. I mentioned deadline for supplemental is December the 10th. What are the eligibility requirements? Please be more specific. So after this broadcast, um, I talk a lot about a lot of programs. All the eligibility requirements are different, but guess what? Whatever the program you're asking about, go to the website. They always tell you what the eligibility requirements are. Even for our grant, if you go to the uh, www.shebossup.com, the grant is there. You click on apply and all of the requirements are there. Every single grant will tell you what the eligibility requirements are, what the process is, uh, how much the grant is for, uh, when they will be uh, funded, when the announcements of the awardees will be. So they give you all the information. You just simply go to the website. Is a PPP loan just for businesses with employees? No, it's not. That's been a very mis uh, misconception. PPP is closed, but they're looking, they're again asking about more programs like it, but no, PPP was available for independent contractors, self-employed, solopreneurs, gig workers. And many of you all didn't know about it um, because you're late to this channel, right? Because I've been uh, telling everybody I can, and I can't reach all the millions of uh, business owners out there. That's why we rely on you all to share the information in time for people to be able to apply for these programs. But yes, it was open to uh, independent contractors, self-employed without being a registered uh, business. You could get it. Idle is still open. Go apply for it. Okay. Uh, someone is in Nebraska, not in the low income, but however need funds. If this program you don't qualify for, there's many other programs. 
go to our we have in every video our description or our show notes and we also pin to the comments on youtube and drop in the comments the same information so it's easy for you all to find so those resources will be there just go to the resources and use them and start applying for these programs right so there's other types of funding programs revenue-based uh, capital uh loans we're on the kiva platform we loan to business owners and entrepreneurs on the kiva kiva.org platform that is another opportunity for you to get funding for your business it is not a grant it's a zero interest free loan uh, and it's a crowdfunding platform so people like me people like you can loan 25 dollars here 50 dollars there to someone's loan campaign a borrower's loan campaign so you can use that i know many peers that have done it uh have loans through there and many that also lend through that a crowdsourcing uh, platform as well. If you are self, uh, if you are startup, I get a lot of questions from startup. Please go to our startup playlist on YouTube. Uh, there's information there. We'll continue to put out more videos. But if you want to know how to get funding for your business, want to know how to get free funding for your business, go to that playlist, watch those videos, and put the strategies that we give you into action. And you'll see, you'll be able to get the money you need for your business or for your startup but you need a business plan or a funding plan regardless you need to know what do you need the money for what is the plan how much do you need what would it do for your business you need to have that information you need to know that uh when you're applying for any type of funding uh regardless of what it is did anyone get the child care tax credit now i know people that have so the child care tax credit uh, is available. I know uh, on November 15th was the last time non-filers could, uh, could actually apply through the simplified tool. I did a video on that in order to get uh, the funds in December, by December. Uh, otherwise, you will have to claim the credit on your taxes. Okay, my business started in January 5, 2021, so I have no taxes yet. Uh, is there any resolution for my business without tax returns? Uh, it just depends on the program, on the grant. Uh, but for all the businesses out there, uh, if once you start your business, when you file your taxes, you need to be putting your business on your taxes. I don't care how much you make. If you made $500, you need to be including that on your tax returns. Uh, don't listen to people that tell you you don't need to file uh, file taxes if you don't have if you're make if you're not making ten thousand or twenty thousand or fifty thousand uh, dollars, that has that has kept people locked out of getting access to federal funds, state funds, and other types of grants because of that type of misinformation. You need to be filing taxes if you made in an in an annual period in a year six hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. So you're thinking you need to make fifty thousand to file taxes, and you don't. When you start your business, start putting that on your tax returns so it, it it doesn't matter put it on your tax returns because you need to be able to show they're going every almost every situation uh they're going to ask you for your tax returns especially if they want to verify your income because some of these grants will say you have to have a maximum income of this or minimum income of this how are they going to verify that they go to your tax returns and other financial records to verify that 
Okay, so someone is saying uh, something about a site didn't allow to ver to upload 1099s. I know our site is working. We've gotten several applications in. Double check when you are filling out applications uh, that there is not an error code and making sure that you are doing it correctly. Make sure that you're uploading the correct file type. This is any type. So whether it's our grant or idle, uh, I know a lot of people struggle with that as well. Make sure you're uploading correctly. Uh, if you have an issue, just email us at hello at shebosstalk.com. Uh, but make sure that you are uploading correctly, uh, indicating any uh, error types and following uh, the instructions on the form. Okay, there's a lot of comments on here, a lot of comments. Okay, so I'm just going through just seeing if there's any other questions. As always, even if I didn't get to them uh, during this live broadcast, continue to uh, drop uh, a comment. Let us know who you are, what your business is, where you are in the process of idle. If you apply for idle, uh, what you, what your, uh, what happened with the restaurant revitalization grant? If you apply for that, where you are in the PPP forgiveness process, and if you have any questions or challenges uh, that you're trying to overcome, leave those questions, and I will follow back. But know that we have an entire playlist of explainer videos here on our chat channel that is available for you. Uh, to apply for. Uh, as a reminder, before I close out, She Boss Up grants are available. We're giving out 10 grants up to $2,500. Be sure, ladies uh, that are in the U.S. and surround in uh, U.S. territories to apply before the deadline of November the 19th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much. We look forward to receiving all of your applications. Stay tuned, stay connected because we have many, many more opportunities for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Continue to be the, uh, the boss with Amplify Impact and continue to stay safe and in good health. Have a wonderful day.